All right, Chad, if you give me my first uh, slide there, I have some explanation here. This is where we're going to be going here for the next few weeks. Marriage 101, that almost looks like marriage 1001, but uh, it's really marriage 101. And here in the last uh, 30 days, uh, Jackie, Pastor Josh, and Amber, and myself, we've been discussing where we feel that the Lord is leading us for the rest of of this year, and especially for the rest of this summer. And of course, our word for the year is encounter, and there's no better place for us to have encounters than in our marriages, and I'm hoping that you have those. But we've spent quite a bit of time pondering and praying over where we are supposed to be going for this, uh, this year and this summer. Uh, we began to spend some time uh, discussing what Harmony's personality is. And it was an interesting conversation, and as, as we got into all of this, we, we really began to ponder what our strengths and what our weaknesses are, and what, what we do well, and maybe some of the things that we don't do so well. And we narrowed it down that our personality as a church, sitting here on the corner of 1800 North and State Road 13, our strength is family. And I think most of you would agree with that, that family is the strength uh, probably even the the core of what we do, and our weakness is discipleship. So we began to discuss all of this, and I think a good place for us to spend uh, more time discipling was in actually in our strength, in our families, in our marriages, in the raising of our children. And so that's uh, where we're going to be heading. I think it's uh, pretty obvious that the devil has an all-out attack upon the families in America. Wouldn't you agree? And Harmony is no exception. Uh, we have families under tremendous attack here within our congregation. Here's a paragraph, and Chad, I have that on the overhead. Here's a paragraph I wrote 13 years ago when we started here at Harmony. And this is part of our mission statement, and it's also uh, on our webpage yet today. It says, with Jesus Christ as our chief cornerstone, we at HCC realize that families are a vital foundation for church and community. Therefore, we place godly marriages and the raising of godly children as a key ingredient to church life. Harmony Christian Church, reaching out to individuals, families, our community, and to the world with the love of Christ. And though our topic is not always family, I think our personality is family. And we are just going to begin to focus on this for the next few weeks. So if we begin to focus on the different aspects of family, when and where do we do it? So we began to discuss all of those things. We uh, hear some of our options. We feel that the Sunday school time is a good option, other than the fact that our Sunday school classes, both children and adults, uh, is beginning to gain momentum once again. You know, we lost some momentum at one time. Uh, when we went to two services, it took a lot of wind out of our sail, and we lost some momentum there. And I begin, I, I'm feeling like that momentum is beginning to come back, and so it is coming back to our Sunday school classes. Um, so Pastor Josh and Amber, uh, Jackie and I, since we had thought about the Sunday school time, we wanted to meet with the Sunday school teachers and propose this topic to them and kind of get their feedback on that. That would have been Jim Teeter. Raise your hand there, Jim. That would have been Jenny Barber. Where's Jenny? 
and of course Jeff came along as well, and Bob Stout, and then his wife Gina, we all got together and we uh, kind of brainstormed some things. Uh, you know, all of them were willing to do whatever we decided, uh, and we discussed some other options as well. Uh, we discussed the Sunday morning message time. We discussed uh, a midweek evening class, which we have done before on other topics. Uh, we discussed a life group elective. We have five life groups that are meeting now. We could add another uh, life group that would be an elective that someone could go to. Uh, we also discussed an additional Sunday school class, uh, other than the three that we have now, uh, or we could combine all the Sunday school classes. As you can see, we looked at a lot of different options. Uh, we could have put all three of the classes together to accommodate this, this uh, topic. A marriage retreat or a weekend seminar were also mentioned. Uh, we also want to tap into to mentoring. Uh, in other words, we want to be able to uh, glean from the experience of many of you. As I look around, there's a lot of years in marriage that are represented here. And so we want to tap in to some of that. And we want to begin to have some of the older ones to be able to pour into the younger ones. And this would include widows, it would include widowers, and it would include divorcees. They can still be a part of the mentoring process. How many of you know that all of those have a lot to share when it comes to marriage? Well, we've also discussed having a panel of married couples with a question and answer time. It would be something along the lines of uh, the newlywed game. We'll probably have that uh, at, at some point or another, probably in just a few weeks. You know, after pondering all of these uh, positives and negatives, here's what we have kind of settled on. We're going to begin a series on marriage, thus Marriage 101, right here on Sunday mornings really feel like that that is the time to captivate the most people. Uh, then we'll have the option of branching out into the other venues, the other time frames uh, that we had mentioned. And I'm sure the question is sure to arise. Well, doing the topic of marriage during the Sunday morning service, what about all those not married? Uh, we have widows, we have widowers, we have divorcees, and we have wannabes. And we have happily singles, and we probably have one or two unhappily singles. Uh, there's all kinds of different scenarios within a congregation. But I think that there will be good information that will be profitable for all of us. Uh, whether it's a good marriage or a bad marriage, how many of you know that that affects many more people than just the two that are to have become one? And likewise, I think as we discuss marriage on Sunday mornings, I think that that's going to have a positive effect on more than just two people who are married. I think it can have a positive effect on all of us. You know, I think it's going to be a fun series. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I actually look forward to poking fun at men and women, uh, husbands and wives, because uh, there's a lot to poke fun at, isn't there, whenever it comes to, to marriage? Uh, there's a lot of funny things that have taken place in your marriages. There's a lot of funny things that have taken place in our marriage. Um, you know, we think differently. We rationalize differently, men and women. Is that not right? Have you noticed how you're different? 
Anybody notice that? Hey guys, how many of you notice you're still trying to figure out your wife after 50 years? Huh? Yeah, there, yeah. Got the biggest amen of the morning for that. You know, we do. We think, we think differently. We rationalize differently. We uh, process differently. And the list goes on and on. And uh, when it comes to conversation, my goodness, how different we are when it comes to conversation. Uh, not always, but most of the time, women want rapport. Men want to report. Isn't that right? There's a group of us guys who uh, gather together on uh, Thursday mornings. We're usually there at 9th Street Cafe from 6.45 in the morning to roughly 8 o'clock. There's six of us. It's Buzz Charles and uh, Eddie Stroll and, of course, myself. Dee Harvey is the only one outside of our church, I believe. Uh, Dave Shepard and Joe Greentree. Now, any of you are welcome to come join us if you want to. I mean, even women, we don't really care. It just happens to be a group of guys. And that particular group of guys, I think most of us have this situation where whenever there's other noise going on in the room, we have a hard time hearing a little bit. And so it's pretty noisy there in Ninth Street Cafe. It's usually crowded in the mornings, and so it's noisy in there. And we do a lot of talking and We'll come home, all of us guys have talked about this, and the gals have gotten together and talked about this, of how they ask us, what did you talk about this morning? And most of us would say, oh, not that much, not, not much. Well, now, what happens if you ask a woman what your group talked about? I mean, they, it's, it's endless what all they talked about. They talked about the sky, and they talked about the kids, and they talked about the diapers, and they talked about... Uh, who they're related to and, and who they went to the prom with and what they wore to the prom and how much lipstick they had on and how their dress didn't cover enough. And I mean, it's just endless what all they talk about. And the gals ask us, well, what is it that men want to do? Men want to report. Women want rapport. And so they ask, I, I just finally figured this out the other day. The, there's two or three of the gals. They said, why don't you guys tell us what you were talking about? I come to the conclusion that we have a lot to say, but we just don't hear a lot. <laughs> and sometimes that's selective. Um, but there, I think there's a lot of things that's going to make this a fun series. We can uh, poke fun at each other. Now, I have a warning for all of you right now. A warning. If you go through this series and you're sitting here and you're constantly thinking to yourself, I sure hope he's listening to this. Or if you're sitting there and thinking, I sure hope she's taking notes on this. Here is the warning. Stop it. Don't do that. I, try to glean what is good for you out of this series. Uh, I don't even ask God to fix Jackie anymore. <laughs> I just quit doing that. I finally learned that every time I asked the Lord to fix her, He would want to begin to fix me. And so I just don't even ask Him. I don't even want to go there. Um, so if you're going to sit here this morning and be thinking constantly of your spouse, and boy, I sure hope they heard what He just said there, I want you to just lay that down and see what the Lord has to say for you in this series. Amen? I'm looking forward to this. 
as we delve into this here for just a little bit this morning, uh, do you know the divorce rate, probably most of you know, in America is over 50%. It's just over a one out of two. It's about 51, 52%. Here's an interesting statistic. The divorce rate of couples that pray together is one out of 1,052. If you pray together, why is that? It's because marriage has a spiritual connection. Marriage was designed by God. Marriage is a spiritual event. It's, an, it's a spiritual connection. God caused marriage to be special. And it doesn't matter whether you're a, a sold-out believer or whether you're a sold-out atheist. Your marriage is spiritually connected. And that's why there's such a difference in the divorce rate. Couples who pray together, who study the word together, is one out of 1,052 who divorce. So there's a strong spiritual connection. In Genesis 2 and verse 23 and 24, it says this, And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. You know, Sarah says, leave his father and his mother. You need to leave. Some parents have their kids come back time and time again, and you want your kids to come back time and time, but you want them to come back for the right reason. I remember whenever Jackie and I first got married, I remember calling mom after the first month. I remember calling my mother several times about, now how long do you leave eggs in to boil them? Uh, how do you make gravy? How do you, how do you do this and how do you do, because that just wasn't Jackie's forte. It wasn't. And, and it's not necessarily her favorite thing to do even today. And she'll admit it. She, it's just not her cup of tea. I was expecting to have married a gourmet cook because my mother was a gourmet cook. But that's not what I got. <laughs> Burger King, yes. And you know, that's okay, but if... I, I heard another story of another guy who had been married about a month. And he shows up at his parents. He started showing up at his parents just about supper time. Every night. And this went on for a week. And finally his mom said, okay, what's the deal? Why are you stopping by here about supper time? And he said, well, I was just about to ask you if my... if." Both of us could stop by tomorrow night for supper. And she said, what's going on? And she said, he said, she cannot cook. She can't hardly boil water. He said, I knew I was in trouble when she went to the grocery store and was asking for toast. <laughs> and so that coming back is okay for a while. But after a while... You need to go home. It's time for you to leave. Amen? And there's some marriages where you need to leave. It's time for you to move on and establish your own. You need to leave your mother and father's place. And yeah, not, leave, not leave your marriage. Yeah. You see how we think differently? Yeah. 
I was thinking leaving your parents. She was thinking leaving your spouse. No. <laughs> okay, you got the point. <laughs> hey, it's good. It's really good whenever um, families have that wonderful connection. I know of two or three situations where um, they're estranged. Children are estranged from their parents, and that's sad. It really is. But also, there's that balance where you need to to leave. It's time for you to be out on your own. It's time for God to be the center of your home and not your parents being the center of your home. Do you notice in that last part there, uh, verse 24, once again, it says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. You know, that does not say, and they will be one flesh. It says they shall become one flesh. That means it's going to be a process. For Jackie and I to come into being one flesh, that's more than just sexual. That is us bonding together as the two of us becoming one. And us becoming, um, how's that worded there? No, we need to go to the next, oops, excuse me, uh, the next verse. It said we become one flesh. It's going to be a process for us to become one. But you know now, we've been married, this is our 45th year. Uh, now, I can, I can almost tell you how she's feeling uh, by being around her 10 seconds. She can tell how I'm feeling. I can tell what she's thinking much of the time because the two of us have become one. I know how she uh, feels about what someone said. I know what she feels about a situation. I know what her opinion is about... You know, we all, all of us, hopefully your marriages become that way where the two of you become one. You know, marriage is to be awesome. I'm just going to wrap it up with this. You know, marriage is to be awesome. It really is. It's not to be mundane. It's not to be just okay. It shouldn't be just average. Marriage most definitely should not just be bearable. Now, I understand there are marriages that are that way, and I, I don't think every single day of your marriage is necessarily going to be awesome. But every single day also should not be just bearable. Every single day should not just be uh, mundane. Your overall picture of your marriage needs to be awesome. It really should. I am so thankful that I married an awesome woman. Uh, I had to learn a lot, and I'm still learning a lot. She's learning things about me. But man, I'll tell you what, being married to her is awesome. And I love it. You know, marriage does not create problems. Marriage reveals problems. Think about that for a minute. Marriage does not create problems. Marriage reveals problems. If you have an anger issue... Where is that going to be displayed? It'll be displayed in your marriage. If you have uh, control issues, where will that be first displayed and probably the most displayed in your marriage? If you have uh, money issues, it's most definitely going to show up in your marriage. If you have uh, uh, pornography issues, if you have sexual issues of any kind, that can show up in your marriage. So marriage does not create problems, but marriage most definitely does reveal problems. And the 
situation that all of us are in is whenever Jackie and I married, uh, divorce was not in the vocabulary. It just wasn't. Now, I don't want to put any condemnation on anyone here this morning who has been divorced because there are some situations that are unavoidable for that. I, I understand that. And I want to be sympathetic to those who have gone through divorce. I know it's painful. It's hurtful. It's, it can be devastating to you. But that just was not in our vocabulary. And, and so far, we've been able to avoid <laughs> that word, haven't we? And if you determine that I'm just not going to have a mundane marriage, I'm going to do whatever I can to make my marriage what God would have it to be, it can work. Now, what I have found that makes my life easier is whenever I decide I'm going to serve her. Many times, and I got married this way, because my mother, she was a Martha, her name was Martha, and she was a Martha. She was a servant to the hilt. And I think I've told you this before, whenever, if you had to pull into our driveway, her immediate thing was to jump into action and how, how can I serve that person who's just pulled into our driveway? That's just who my mom was. And whenever I got married, that's, I thought I was getting married to be served. <laughs> so yeah, I said it didn't work, did it? You're right, it did not work. Yeah. And Jackie probably expected the same thing. She expected to be served, and, and I wasn't necessarily a servant either. We had to learn to serve each other. We had to learn that, and I'm still learning, that I need to lay my desires down many, many times and meet the needs that she has in her life. I want to be a servant to her. Uh, I've even been doing, doing uh, loading up the dishwasher. We're going to talk about that here in next week. Uh, I, I've been folding clothes every now and then. I've been doing some extra things, you know, and uh, I feel better about it. Uh, I had to learn that you have a certain way to fold clothes. I didn't realize that there's a proper and improper way to fold a towel, but there is. And there's a, most definitely a way to load the dishwasher. And in serving, we'll talk about this more in the weeks to come, but in serving, it's so important that we learn to serve the way the other person wants to be served, isn't it? Many times, I want to serve, but I want to do it my way. That's not good. I need to learn to serve her the way that she wants to be served. Jackie has this little thing. As it's getting dark in the evening, she always wants the front porch light on, and she wants the blind shut on our front door. That's just the thing with her. And at first I thought, what a waste of electricity. That's just, and I'm not even a tight person. I, but I just thought, that's just a waste of, of electricity. But you know what? I, I just come to realize, I don't know why, but that little gesture just really, she just enjoys that. So I am to the place now that if she goes over to Ohio and spends the night with her sister, or she goes to the ark and spends the night with the ladies, I still flip the light on now in honor of her. And it's doing me good because I'm learning to serve the way she wants to be served. So in that, realize that whenever you get married, you, you lay your life down. 
How did Jesus say, husbands, love your wives? As Christ loved the church, he laid his life down. And so that's what this series is going to be about. I think it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. All kinds of um, things we're going to discuss because there's a lot to talk about when it comes to marriage. Amen? All right, let's all stand. Looking forward to this. Praise the Lord. Father, I bless you for today. I thank you for being here with us this morning, speaking to our hearts, ministering to us through our praise and worship, through song, through our communion, through this new series that we're going to be embarking upon. I would just ask your blessing upon this. I would pray, Father, that there would be uh, marriages healed during this process. I would pray, Father, that there would be restoration of relationships. And we bless you and give you the praise for all that in Jesus' mighty name.